0: Hey everybody, it's Jackie Johnson, host of Natch Beauty. We talk skincare, we talk makeup, we talk all things beauty, and my guest this week is Ariana Maddox. Hi! What do we talk about, Ariana? Oh my gosh, we answer all of your questions. We do. We talk about how our dogs were in a Pharrell video together. We talk about... Uh, exfoliation. Oh, we talk about exfoliation. We talk about uh, tanning, self-tanning. We talk about laser hair removal. We, we go there. We dive, do a deep dive in my makeup bag. We And Tom's. And Tom's. <laughs> and Tom's <laughs>
1: Sandoval's. So maybe check out Natribute this week and see what we're talking about. See you there. Guys, finding quality denim jeans is tough. And to find a good pair without breaking the bank is just uh, almost impossible. But at distilled, spelled D-S- TLD, you get like brand top quality jeans at a price that won't break your bank. And I know I said break the bank, but I like saying break the bank. And I'll say it again, break the bank. But just go to distilled.com, dstld.com, right now, and use the promo code FERAL and check out and get a twenty percent discount on your first pair. And these are great jeans. I love them. I wear them all the time. Heck, I sleep in them. Distilled jeans. They're the best jean you're ever going to wear. In fact, I shower in them. Distilled Jeans. D-S-T-L-D. They're good quality, super duper denim. And, you know, it's not going to cost you like $200 or $100. Go to distilled.com. D-S-T-L-D.com. Do it. Get some jeans. Look cool.
0: Feral Audio.
1: Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, and is exactly what the title there implies, I uh, have a conversation with a fascinating person. And, uh, you know, it's a bit more of a free-formed uh, conversation. I try to make it seem like we are actually just having a conversation, not... Make it very rigid and like, and so you went to college, and then what happened there? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, It is with Matt Farley of Motern Media. Um, He's a musician and a songwriter, and he's done something very unique, and he's uh, flooded Spotify and RDO and these streaming sites with his music. Uh, and so if, if you happen to search a certain thing, like if a 12 year old, well, I don't want to ruin it, but his stuff comes up and he makes money. But also his songs are, uh, incredibly funny and great. I spent a morning listening to them before the interview and, uh, I was, it's really, uh, I really love what this man is doing. Uh, he's subversive. It's, he's, it's, uh, it's just awesome. It's, um kind of the definition of punk rock, even though that definition has been really watered down and ruined. <laughs> but he's really being, doing something unique. You'll wait to the conversation. He'll explain it better than me. It's an awesome, very interesting. Um, but but when this episode airs, by the way, um, it will be Wednesday, November 19th, and that is my birthday. And more than likely, if you listen to this uh, on November 19th, two- 2014, I will be on an airplane with uh, David Koechner, uh Champ Kind from the Anchorman movies. We'll be doing some shows in Atlanta at the Improv, and uh, it will be my birthday. And I more than likely will be drunk on an airplane. So you can put that visual in your head. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I really like um. I like drinking on an airplane, and I really like, uh, airport bars. I I know they're expensive and uh, my my fiance and I uh, blew like $80 in the airport on the way to San Francisco once and it was like maybe four beers and a pizza it's like it was like what the fuck but I don't know you like people have interesting conversations in airport it's great people watching i love to people watch And it's weird, too, because I've seen guys try to pick up girls in airport bars, and it's like, where on earth are you going to go have sex unless you're maybe on the same flight? Other than that, it's like, it's just weird. That's a weird... But you know what? Men, that's, you know, what we're genetically... That's nature is telling us to do that, to procreate so we don't become extinct. Because I used to get accused a lot of uh, in my single days of, like, you flirt a lot it's like isn't that the point of life isn't the point of life to, is to to uh at the base of, like at the hardcore base of nature to procreate and make other living creatures that's just the drive of animals and uh on the more on the other level to find love and have a partner to spend i'm that's all i'm trying to do is find some love albeit for 3 hours or the rest of my life <laughs> so why are you coming down on me for flirting? I'm doing what the world and nature wants me to do. I slipped into a little Brody Stevens there, didn't I? 818 for life. If you don't know Brody Stevens comedy, check it out. He kills me. Um. Well, we're going to get on to, uh, and feel free, by the way, to go onto to my website, com and uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, all that, and go to my Feral Audio page, my page on Feral Audio and uh, use my Amazon link. But uh, go to com, Check out all things Matt Dwyer and write to me. Let me know you like what I'm doing. Or wish me happy birthday. Would ya? Let's listen to Matt Farley. spent the morning listening to uh and i guess afternoon now to your music and stuff and it i'm just i'm in awe and fascinated by what you've done great um i've i'm going to i guess i'm going to use uh, ryan walsh's uh, a description of it from uh, his article that he wrote about you you flood the market with songs con- containing keywords that people search for do it thousands of times until sheer math suggests that a portion of your songs are going to be in inevitably consumed by music listeners. Of course, on Spotify and RDO, which is—it's genius to me <laughs> what what you've done.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, I'd like to add, I, I, it's not like each song is uh, its own individual thing. It's not—it's not done heartlessly, at least. It might sound at like heartlessly, but I put, you know, I think each song is good. Is what I'm saying.
1: Um, I've been enjoying the hell out of them all day. They're they're absolutely good, <laughs> and to add, some of them are incredibly hilarious. Uh, cool.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
1: The this line about uh Randy Litke poops eleven times a day, <laughs> and I know. Well, him. yeah. Um. What is the what is the fascination with uh, writing about comedians?
0: Um well I I just um first I mean I just like writing about people anyway and uh and then I get really got into podcasting and um it's just my natural inclination to want to be part of the conversation sort of so um so after listening to like every WTF I kind of Started writing songs about pretty much every guest you've been on, and then moving forward from there. But I, I know Brendan and Randy through their podcast, and it was Brendan's suggestion to do that. Randy, are you still there? Yes. Uh, it was Brendan's suggestion to do that. Uh, that
1: Randy song. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Uh, to to back it up, I wanted what gave you the idea to. Uh, to do this with Spotify and RDO?
0: Um, so I was in a I was in a band called Mose Haven in like in the early two thousands. I'm sorry, I, I got a beep there. Did are you still hearing me okay?
1: Yeah, I'm hearing you fine.
0: Okay, sorry about that. So I was in a band called Mose Haven, early two thousands, and we me it's just a a duo, me and a guy I went to college with named Tom. And we um we put out twenty five albums you know of uh what we consider to be great great works of art and and no one no one bought any of it except maybe like on each album we'd have a couple of weird wacky songs, songs about famous people, songs about food or any kind of weird thing and then once iTunes started getting more popular I said, hey we did we earned $2 this month from the, the song called Pickle Sandwich, you know? And um, and the band, you know, Tom moved away so the band. We figured 25 albums with no success. So we might as well put that on hiatus. But I still felt, I, I just love recording music. So I was like, hey, I can um, I can churn out thousands of songs about food and people and, and you name it. And uh and have fun and make a little money.
1: And do you you purposely, like, title some of the songs and whatnot to sort of show up when people search things on Spotify, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause, well, it's just, it's like, go for what people aren't thinking about, you know? If you write a song called Love, there'll be five million. Um, if you search for Love on Spotify, five million songs will come up. But it's search, you know, poop cloud, which people probably do search because they get bored after a while, <laughs> 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 and they'll at least search for poop. I know that for a fact. And um, you know, I have a, I have the toilet bowl cleaner that has ten albums about poop, so uh, they're going to come up pretty. It's like Triumphs, the insult comic dog, he comes up and the toilet bowl fingers come up. When you start poop, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was wondering what uh, why there were so many poop titles.
0: Oh, because it's it's I mean, what what are twelve year olds doing? They're hanging out on the looking up Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and then they're like, Yay, it's been poop and and then they have this whole, an entire band devoted to poop, and and you know just to make it even more fun, it's great. It's, <laughs> I'm a little defensive because so many articles call me a spammer and like a heartless, um, you know, no good, talentless hack. So I just like my new, my new thing is to to also just make sure everyone knows, like these are good songs, like. Poop on My Fingernails is a great song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a comedy song, of course. And some people don't respect comedic music, so I've got that against me. But, um, but I mean, if you have a sense of humor, you're going to enjoy this. Because It's a joke on multiple levels. There's the, the song is funny, but also... Also... Um, sorry about that. I'm hanging out with my baby right here. Um, also, the fact that there's 10 albums about poop
1: I think. Uh, that alone is enough to use when I use the moniker Genius to cover that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so it's an epic joke, but one in which the little pieces of the joke are also funny. I, I think. Have you, <laughs> ha, Have
1: you Have you thought about uh, if any of this is uh, worthy of the Guinness World Book of Records?
0: Um. Uh, I looked once, and they very specifically said things that we do not give uh, awards for, and one of them was having written the most songs ever. So I was like, oh, they're not interested. And frankly, you know, who cares? They're just, I don't really uh, really respect what they do so much. Not that what I do is that high and mighty, but I mean. uh,
1: How many bands do you have on RDO and Spotify?
0: 65.
1: Wow, and uh, do you have any idea how many songs you have up there?
0: Sixteen thousand songs.
1: That's crazy. So, how many songs do you write in a day?
0: Uh, well, there's about about half of my songs are name songs. I call them, and that's where I write a happy birthday song, and then I just so the music stays the same, and then I just change the um, the name that I'm singing. So it's happy birthday, Matt, happy birthday, John, happy birthday, Mary. So uh, I can do up to 100 of those in one day. Um, and then when I'm doing, if it's piano and vocal, like the celebrity songs are are pretty much me at the piano and vocals. And I can do, say, 20 to 40 a day. And then the photo cleaners, which has multi-tracks and whatnot, that might be five to ten a day. Anywhere from five to a hundred. <laughs>
1: That's nuts. has any of the people that uh I know like some of the comedians have contacted you or you've been in touch with. Has there been um any uh anybody reached out to you because you've written a song about them?
0: Um yeah, I mean I usually like I'll in fact I'm a little um I looked you up. I was like I probably have a song about this Matt Dwyer guy and I was I was shocked that I didn't, because I, I had heard about you, and I usually, if I've heard about you, I've written a song about you, so <laughs> <laughs> my apologies to you for that, and uh, I will rectify that on the next uh, celebrities album, but um, I will I will tweet people, um, you know, a lot of people in the comedy scene are pretty interactive, so I'll tell them, and so they're doing the same thing, so they're finding it some of them probably try to act cool and pretend they don't know about it but I bet more do than admit it.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I would personally I would be, be flattered uh if if it uh if it happened or even if it because i' I mentioned it to a friend of mine and I think he was a little curious about if there was one about him but
0: and was there was I don't, there
1: I don't know Matt bronger have you written a song about matt bronger
0: Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
1: he will be thrilled, trust me. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's um, cool.
1: And and you're making you're making a as the article said that I read, you make it's claimed that you make 23 grand a year doing this.
0: Yeah, it um that was last year. This year is going to be over 25 grand. Um and basically I'm sorry about the the noise in the background. Me. That's all right. So it's gonna be 26000 grand for this year. You know, which you know they any most anyone can maybe write a song that will earn them a dollar to two dollars per year. You know, that's not so hard. It's just a matter of of making a lot. So I, I don't like that whole like the you know the tortured artist. Uh, thing yeah about the how creative people live the you know the hard life and are are tortured by demons and they they feel more than most people and they need to create and stuff. Um I don't I don't feel that way at all. I'm very anti tortured artist. And I think a lot of it is is like is just uh, a put on. It's like a put on to sell more product I don't know if you know what I mean, but um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. If you act, if you act weird in life, then people are more apt to be interested in the work that you do, you know. And um, I, I think that's cheating, personally. So um, you know, I take care of a baby uh, most of the day, and then uh, sing songs in the basement most of the night, and um, and there's nothing, there's nothing unusual. About me, you know, except that I like to do creative stuff. And uh, one of my mission statements is to end the the myth of the tortured artist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems. uh, Well, I heard like a a dude I knew who I interviewed, actually, he knew Lou Reed a little bit. And he was like the thing that people, Lou Reed had this dark brooding sort of personality. Yeah. And he said like he was almost Woody Allen like, neurotic. Like, he was really neurotic, which is something you never think yeah. about. So it's just, it's interesting that, and I'm sure, like, you know, like Lou Reed and Bob Dylan, those guys cultivate those images. They're calculated, not to say that those guys aren't brilliant artists, but you know, they...
0: But it bothers, like, what like why do that, though? Like, why not be honest? Um, and it just, it just feels so, it, it feels so fake to me, and it, it shocks me every time that, uh, you know, that Anytime I see a so-called torture artist getting press and money, I'm obviously I'm jealous, you know. But I'm also just like, oh, I can't believe the world is falling for this again, you know. Gee, and you know, I think I think Van Gogh cut off his ear specifically to increase his uh, mystique. I mean, not... Obviously, I'm joking a little bit, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I do. It's an, it's an interesting point. Like, I even feel like stuff I've read from about Kurt Cobain and stuff, I feel like he did it as well. Like, I don't think—it's uh, just interesting that people sort of create these myths opposed to somebody like Jonathan Richmond, who's uh, legitimately strange, but he's, I think he's just being himself.
0: Yes, I agree. And I, I heard you mention that your fan is—and I am, too—
1: yeah, because I heard your song. And, uh,
0: but he seems to just have a song about him, or what?
1: Oh no, no, your 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 Boston uh, girls are wicked cool song reminded me a little bit yeah. of. Uh, I, I was wondering if there was a Jonathan Richmond influence in that.
0: Yeah, well, what's funny is I didn't know anything about him, then someone who had heard some of my music, like fifteen years, kind of have a Jonathan Richmond thing going on. And from that moment on, I was a huge fan. And yeah, he feels what he's doing feels authentic, you know. And um, it's just uh, it's just strange that like it seems for a lot of people, the performance is not just the uh, creating the art. Then there's like this whole performance outside of the art. And uh, I wish that that I would like la- I I'd like to demystify that from my uh, from my position. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it I mean it seems to have been uh, something in music or specifically like rock and roll is a you have especially like post 60s like the 70s you had to create a persona and a character almost to go along with your music. I mean Bowie, Bowie and Sabbath, they all had these like characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then it and then it only gets worse to the point where it, publicists are calling People Magazine to be like, my client will be at so, such and such a place at this time. You should take photos of them so that they can be in your magazine and stuff like that. It just just feels very artificial, uh, a lot of what's going on. But again, I'm, this is a jealous guy talking.
1: <laughs> but it seems like this, what you're doing is, is gaining momentum. It seems like to me, like once – a certain group discovered you that this would be like hellfire, like it would just spread like fire.
0: Yeah. And it, it, no, uh, I don't think anything ever happened. I think uh, hopefully nothing happens overnight because otherwise it's ever going to happen for me. But um, I think, I think it's just, um, you know, you, little bumps, you have a little bump because, you know, Brendan and Randy from the bone zone, they, they discovered my music while they were doing a show. Are, do you know about this or no? No, I don't. So they were they were just playing some of my songs on an episode of The Bone Zone, and they noticed my phone number on the website, and they called me, and we started talking, and I didn't know who they were, and um, midway through, I told them I do songs about comedians, and then they look, and they realized I had already written a song about Brendan, <laughs> which was like one of the of the, like they didn't know I didn't even know who they were and they're like wait a second this is Brendan Walsh and apparently you have a song about me already and I'm just like whoa and for them it must have been double whoa I would think
1: I mean it was I was woed if you can say it? can you be woed but the. the <laughs> I mean that I saw like people I know like Brendan and Randy Litke and Johnny Pemberton and it's like I mean, they're popular, but they're not—they're not that kind of popular where you get songs written about them. So I, that's what I thought was really cool. It's like, you know, it's they're still to the, the majority of the world somewhat obscure people. Uh, so yeah, but was, I
0: just—it's like I—I uh, I, I like being—it's like those people are cool. I like what they do, and I just want to, uh, you know, uh, give them the old tip of the caps through writing a song about them, you know? And uh, it's it's a fun thing to do. And, you know, and I mean, what you do on your podcast is, is similar. You're shining a spotlight on people who uh, I had never heard about, and now I'm like, uh, who's your artist's friend, um, the soda pop maker guy? I think he's the greatest. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, what he does is is really unique. Uh, yeah, somebody hit me to that guy. But- and-
0: Wait, the soda pop guy. I thought you were friends with him since uh, you're. Oh, kid, the,
1: huh? oh, I'm sorry. The soda pop guy. I was thinking of the Artomat guy, who this guy takes old cigarette machines and uh, turns them into art dispensers. Where you, it's. <laughs> uh, who, uh, who's the soda pop guy? The, the oh Satan, Shane, the, the
0: Shane, Shane Bugbee. Bugbee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He's a great guest. I've, I haven't heard all the episodes yet, but. Oh, you've been in my ear all weekend, so it's been fun. So
1: now it's cool to be
0: talking to
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now with Spotify and stuff too, didn't they start not cracking down on you though? But didn't they start putting uh, like rules around what makes an album and what constitutes a song? And like, they're kind of—I don't—I don't know if you can say they're screwing with you, but they're making it a little bit more difficult for you.
0: Uh, well, it's not necessarily them. Um, like, just rules things that I, I inadvertently stumbled upon. And I use CD Baby. They're the middleman to get my stuff onto um, onto iTunes and Spotify. So, like, I I used to put my phone number on the album covers, and then you know, a few uh, six months later, there's a little thing on CD Baby that says you know, leaving contact information on your album covers. And um and then you know I would I tried to do an album I wanted to do an album Song About Songs, in in which um I would say a song about uh, so, like a song about Saint Dominic's preview by Van Morrison and and through C C D Baby told me that the the other the companies wouldn't allow that because you can't have can't have the title of someone else's song and the name of that person in the title of your song, which is such a ridiculous, you know, it's one of those conversations that um, whoever invented iTunes probably never thought he'd have with anyone, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, it's also absurd because there are a number of songs. I mean, like, there's probably thousands of songs just simply titled Rain. So who is, like, it's like, Who's to say? You know what I mean. That's just a weird, like, rule, of that means.
0: It, yeah, it is. It is, but I'm not gonna. I mean, um, I can see from someone else's point of view that they're like, oh God, this guy again. What's he? What's <laughs> what other loophole has he? Uh, has he figured out? God, with like all these, there you know the modern media rules. There's like a whole section of uh of online music distribution rules. That I like to imagine were inspired by me, so so I'm okay with it. And uh, what I ended up doing was an album. A, it was an album of album review songs. So it would be like a review of the Joshua Tree, uh, and then in the song I just sing about how great the Joshua Tree is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you do that with you do that with movies as well, because you have a number of songs. Sort of talking about Tarantino films.
0: Yeah, yeah, the singing film critic. He's a, he's a great one. Um, that's the name. That's the name of the artist.
1: <laughs> what are yeah, What are some of the different? Because I love I love that. What some of the different bands and genres that you do or the like? Because you have you have <laughs> a guy who sings about like locations.
0: Right, the guy who sings songs about cities and towns. Um, and that's great because the ultimate fear is will I run out of song topics? And, uh, there's a lot of cities and towns out there. So I'm in good shape, uh, for that. You know? Uh, what, um, but then, Oh, we go. Oh no, go ahead. Well, I, I, I got a funny story for you. <laughs> um, I have the singing animal lover and he does all songs about, uh, animals. He's got two great animal song albums, uh, and then I also have um, the odd man who sings about poop, puke, and pee. And he obviously sings about poop, puke, and tea. And he, he came out. Obviously, these are all me. And I'm not, I promise, I'm not crazy. Um, um, so he, the odd man who sings about poop, puke, and pee, put out an album called Animal Poop Song. And it's, um, every song is just like dog poop, cat poop. Turkey Poop, Llama Poop, there's 90, There's 90 of them on the album. Um, and and so then I had it that the singing animal lover got angry because he felt that he should have been the one to release the animal poop song album. You with me? Yes. Okay. So then I had him leave Motormedia, um, which is the name of my fake music company, and start his own company called Singing Animal Lover Music. And he released this non-animal album where he just sings about all his personal problems and how much he hates modern media. Um, so it is it, totally insane. If anyone ever, if anyone's looking up a song about a tiger, and they search any deeper, they're gonna find this like disturbed and troubled album, you know, confessional album about about how a guy's jealous he didn't get to release the poop animal poop.
1: Um, <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's,
0: it's another cosmic joke. Yeah.
1: You're because you're creating, like, you're creating a universe f- that this music exists in, which is also, uh, which actually is something I didn't even think about until you just told that story. It's like, it's like, it's I got only- another
0: chapter. Can I tell you the next chapter? Yeah. So then uh, the toilet bowl cleaners. They're my main poop band. I have two poop bands, um which is fun that they're they compete against each other. But they they released their they released their final album called Never Gonna Flush Again. And then a month later they joined Singing Animal Lover Music and released um they released an album called Mature Love Song. So it's the band called The Toilet Bowl Cleaners and it's an album of just straightforward love songs. And um Released by singing animal lover music, and I was just, you know, cracking up for a month at how clever I thought I was doing
1: that. Uh, what? What did, does your? How long have you been doing this? Because I'm like curious, like what you're, what you like, how you presented this to your wife. Like I'm gonna just write these songs with. Well, I didn't mean it like how. <laughs> how do you explain? No, this?
0: no, I'm, i understand. But I mean, I,
1: it's because I. I think like if you're at a, a a party or something and people are like, "Well, what do you do for a living?" It seems like uh, I mean, as it is, is like when you do anything creative, people can't even fathom what the hell you're. You know, they're already like when you say, "Oh, I'm a writer" or something, people are like, "Really?" <laughs> like, no one. Yeah. No one ever fully buys yeah. it.
0: Well, I have a I have I work three days a week at a group home for teenagers, um, so I, I do still I just say that because it's too much work to um, explain what I do the other four days.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. Just uh, I, that's what I do socially is I because I also bartend and it's like if people always inevitably will ask you why you moved to L.A. and I just sort of lie and say like uh, the weather because. <laughs> I just don't want to go into it with people, and then usually they'll ask for like me to tell them a joke or something, and I'm just like, "Go fuck yourselves." <laughs> yeah, my my <laughs> my inner thought.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I know, and, and my music career can't be summed up in in a couple of tidy sentences. So, and I, and I'm so obsessed with it that I would happily talk um, someone's ear off for two hours explaining every detail, but. Uh, most people <laughs> don't want to know, which which surprises me every time because I feel like if I met a guy who was doing what I'm doing, I, w- I, would be, I would be asking question after question, but um, most people aren't as interested in it as I would want them to be.
1: <laughs> See, I don't know. I mean, I talk to a lot of musicians and stuff, but I feel like I, I rarely talk to somebody who's doing something as unique and original as, as what you're doing. It's like... I mean, I, I was kind of even grumpy this morning when I woke up. And as soon as I started listening to your stuff, it turned my mood around. And it, because I, I kept, I was like laughing for hours and just like enjoying it. And there's always. Nice.
0: Yeah. And, and it, it's good. It, it, like, I think it, you know, it's kind of designed for you for with each new song to just say, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm, I'm only. true, You know, just that almost groan-inducing, but in a good way.
1: We're going to get back to the conversation here in one moment, but I just want to take out this time to uh, make you aware of, if you go to my page at feralaudio.com, the Conversations with Matt Dwyer page, and if you click on the Amazon link, and if you use that anytime you purchase things like uh, groceries, um, medicine, shampoo, DVDs, Feral Audio and Conversations with Matt Dwyer gets a kickback of that money, and that can help us uh, keep our lights on and buy equipment. I currently desperately need a new recorder so I can do more extensive interviews with more than two people at a time. Uh, This would help me out greatly. You can also donate through that Donate button on my pages as well. Um, So if you really want to buy me a new Zoom recorder, that would be awesome. Thank you very much for listening. Back to the conversation. Yeah, I, there's also, like what you were saying about, there is, there's a silly, or like some of the songs are silly, and I mean like whatever, not silly, that's not the word, but like, you know, you have a thing about Fran Drescher, a song, and it's like, you know, it's definitely out of the norm of what people, ex- you know, experience with music. But there is an honesty to it as well, which is, which makes it, you know... I think it makes it very unique because I don't know that honesty and the sincerity of what you're doing comes through to the the in the songs.
0: Cool, yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, they def- that's I, I I forget how unusual a lot of the songs are too because I do it so much. But even just the way that like the cadence with which I I sing is kind of unless you know unless you're a fan of like Tom Tom Waits or something. Then it can be a little jarring at first, I think, but um but i I like it i mean in what what <laughs> sometimes i 'm singing about in a mundane thing, but i 'm singing about it with such passion that I almost get goosebumps and um and that 's a um a fun thing, a fun <laughs> experience to create you know to be simultaneously um, Moved and and cackling at the
1: same time. That's my ultimate goal. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm looking at uh, like. Oh, you got a song about Tom Segura. I'm just like flipping through. Did I lose you again?
0: <laughs> I I hear you.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just uh, when you like you said you go and you'll write like a hundred songs. Do you have? Do you sit down and just like go? All right. This is here. It goes and i'm going to see what comes out or is do you f- spend like a great deal of time like prepping up to it or cuz it's like the concept of like recording 100 songs in a day or f- even 5 seems insanely challenging
0: yeah um i mean with um with the celebrity songs it's keyboards and vocals so i'll i'll just make a list uh, over the course of a month or two i just keep keep a little notebook with ideas for who to sing about and then when I'm recording I'll just sit down with the notebook in front of me if Tom, Tom Segura is on the list I I know about him anyway but I'll look him up a little bit too just to you know refresh my memory and what his career is all about and then I'll 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 kind of bang on the piano until I get enough chords um, that I'm satisfied with and then pretty much just hit record and start singing and um and I'm if I'm satisfied with what came out and I usually am then I move on to the next one. <laughs> if not, uh, I'll do another run through
1: what do you do you have like an all time favorite song that you've written out of all these
0: um oh uh, all time favorite song well poop into a wormhole is a is a good one uh that's a bit of a hit it it played on Nas- they played it on national public radio coast to coast really uh, yeah which, Like you're familiar with on the media, the yeah I am. They did like a 10 minute piece um, about about what I do, and um, the piece ended with pooping through a wormhole, and um, and so I would go and it would play at different times over the course of this weekend. So I would just type search poop wormhole on Twitter, and it was so much fun to see people saying, "Did I just hear something about pooping into a wormhole on a (laughs) plan?" (laughs) <laughs> it's one of the great accomplishments of my life.
1: Uh, there's a bit of like, there's like a rebelliousness to what you're doing. Like it's to you know, which is I think good music, but it's like you're kind of, you know, screwing with things in in a very good way. Is that a conscious thing, or am I just reading into it too much?
0: No, no. I have a lot of no. I have a <laughs> I have a lot of mission statements that I'm trying to push upon the world. Uh, And um, I'm doing it, yeah, I'm doing it through, uh, you know, in your face. It's like, you know, anyone who's uh, hoity-toity, is that a a phrase?
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) a phrase.
0: Hoity-toity people um, would look down upon a song about pooping into a wormhole. Um, But I am going to write a song about pooping into a wormhole that's so good that they're going to find themselves kind of like, tapping their feet and I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but, and, and it's a, you know, looking at just the joys of, of the mundane in the same way that, you know, Jonathan Richman has his, you know, the, the ice cream man song. And, um, I mean, all of his songs are just about like wide eyed, um, just a, a wide eyed look at the world. Do you, you familiar with this song the world was showing its Hands? Uh,
1: not off the top of my head. I have, a great deal of his music, though, so I'll have to look it up. He
0: sings about he sings about the first time that he smelled um, car fumes when he was a kid, that he thought it was fantastic. And the first time he saw a, a dirty alley in the middle of the city, he thought it was the greatest thing ever, just because there was it was just something that something new and interesting to him. And so, you know, I, I like that, and I'm. I'm taking I'm taking it to a ridiculous extreme. One of my recent albums is 92 songs about office supplies. <laughs> <laughs> the highlighter song is especially fantastic. If I you say so,
1: you know what? It's interesting because you you were saying how people call you a hacker, and then they say it's like that's not my. was like. That is, to me, the fact that you would choose to do an album about that and write a song about a highlighter, to me, is fucking beyond, uh, actual true art. You know, because it, it's like, you know, how many? Like, I kind of get irritated anytime I hear a new song about uh, the sun because I'm like, well, all right, we got enough of these fucking polyphonic spree. Yes.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah, so it's it's fun and. I think that maybe I would be guilty of it too, though. But if someone is given is just told a guy makes money off of um, Spotify and iTunes by churning out hundreds of songs a week or whatever, um, the instant human reaction seems to be, well, he must be terrible. And that sounds stupid, you know? And and so I need to, I need to fight against that. And um, I don't, I don't I don't have a promotions team to do that so I'm a I'm a one man um <laughs> wrecking crew trying to just convince the world that I'm great.
1: <laughs> yeah, to be quite honest, when I went to listen to your stuff, I didn't know what to expect. Uh I heard the gist of what you do from Ryan Walsh and I was like I would, that alone fascinated me. Uh and even mm-hmm. if you were just like banging on the keys and like half-assing it, I would, I would find it and um, what you were doing amazing. But then, I really enjoyed everything that I listened to, and there's a playlist of that you sent me that somebody compi- did. I'm guessing somebody compiled, and it's like I was flipping through it with joy, just like and like it's almost like being in a candy store. Where I see a, a really awesome title. I'm like, I want to know what this one is. <laughs> it's like, like it it brought out a childlike quality in me.
0: Cool, nice, and the beauty of it is that behind every one of those songs is is an album with up to a hundred songs that about probably similar topics too. Like that's just that's just the 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 tip of the iceberg and um you know, I'm sure I'm sure ninety two songs are on office supplies. I, I'm sure most people aren't gonna get through that album on one in one sitting. But um but that's okay, you know, I, I understand. Sometimes, you know, I can't get through blood the tracks all the way through. So that's <laughs> fine. <laughs>
1: Now, see, it seems like this that you're sort of going into uh, that people in the podcast world are responding to. you. Like, I think like Brendan Walsh and Randy Litke and stuff. I think, I mean, that seems like a great form of promotion for you because that, for one, it never ends because it's like once it's up, it's up in that iTunes thing. But like that seems like a great niche for you to be in that that world. Are, Are you getting hit up by more podcast people other than me?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, from time to time. Yeah, it, things spring up and um, it, go, it goes in waves. But um, still so, like, and it, I still get, because I give out my phone number. I actually sing my phone number in many of my songs. And um, I, get, I give it out on a couple of Bone Zone episodes. And just today I got a call. Some guy was like, hey, listening to the Bone Zone from July. And I heard you say your number. I was like, hey, cool. Thanks for calling. Um. So, But, um, but yeah, it, it comes in waves. But um, not. I would. I'd be willing to do more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I send I, I send CDs to Mark Maron all the time, and just like, hey, Mark, this is my new CD. What do you think? He's probably annoyed by me, but um, but I got nothing to lose.
1: I think that's uh, he should have you on for crying out loud. Uh,
0: it, it, yeah, it'll happen then. Sure.
1: <laughs> I hope so. He, he uh. Uh, yeah, how how many calls do you get? Because I think that's interesting that you, even on your Twitter thing, you your number is everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I get um, I get a lot of hang up calls. You know, <laughs> people are like, "Oh my God, he actually picked up," but uh, I talk to only about a person a day on average. But um, you know, school vacation week, I get more calls because uh, the kids
1: <laughs>
0: the kids are bored.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, uh, it's. That's a good sign. If you get a call a day, that, to me, says, like, s- something's happening.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just, I mean, it's fun to create this little mystery for people. I mean, if you're sitting there and you just, a song comes on that you you didn't even know was coming on, and then midway through the singer sings his phone number, you're going to do, like, a double take. And if you're me, you're going to dial that number, you know? I. <laughs> If I see a number like my friends and I love old horror movies from like the eighties, like real low budget stuff, and some of them have the number of production company for these like super low budget, and we always call, and they're always out of order, you know thirty years later, but um it's my duty I consider it to call <laughs> i think it's
1: I think it's really weird that they don't let you put your number on the on the cover i I think that's like. I don't know, it's like, who? Yeah. what the fuck do they care?
0: Well, I can understand. Um, iTunes wants to have a classy-looking store, and it's their right to sell what they choose to sell. Um, and if an album looks like it's a, um, a, a poster, uh, a promotional poster, uh, and not in an artistic way, uh, it's, yeah, I, I understand. But, um, but yeah, it's... Ultimately, I'm grateful that uh, we live in a time where where I can record music in my basement and, and make it available to the world so easily, so I'll I'll play by their rules.
1: Do you ever uh, go out and do any of this live?
0: Um, no, no, almost never. Uh, I used to do stand-up uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire um, rather regularly, but I, I don't live there anymore, and it's, um, you know... Uh, the the time that it's spent getting up on stage and then performing for 10 minutes, uh, you know, it's like a four-hour, you know, to get there to wait to do your your set and then go home. It's like you've been up for four hours and think of all the songs I could have been recording during that set.
1: Yeah, that's true. It may- <laughs> and Now, do you had a song about, is it Johnny Pepperton was suing you, or was it Brendan Wolf?
0: Uh Yeah, uh- it was they, on a, on one of those episodes. Um, oh, they called me and I didn't answer, and they left a, uh angry message claiming they were going to sue me. So I um, I wrote a song about it
1: because <laughs> oh, I was like, because when I saw that I was like, did they really threaten to sue this guy?
0: <laughs> they, yeah, well, those guys are uh, they're big fans of um, pushing pushing limits. So uh, you know they they've had Twitter wars with me that I think are, are just jokes, but. Who knows? But um, but yeah, they they've been. The reason that I got in on NPR is because Randy um, Randy Lipke was interviewed by them for a different story, and after the interview, he told them about what I was doing. So I uh, I owe I owe him big. Time.
1: Yeah, that's is. I texted Johnny Pemberton before we did this interview, and I uh and I was asking. I think I was asking. I was like, is he just basically he said don't ever believe anything Randy Licky or Brendan Walsh say. <laughs> it was like <laughs> he's like that's everything is just to fuck with people.
0: Yeah, they're good. They're real good.
1: Yeah, they're real. Uh, they. Uh, I think it was Nick Thune uh, convinced Brendan to. Shave off his beard though for a bit on Conan, and it wasn't true.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that story. That was uh, that was something else. My goodness, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that um, that should be a legendary story. That's
1: something else. Yeah, it's incredible. But what led sort of led you to? Because you said you did stand up, which I had no idea. Like, what what led you to just creating music in general? Is this something you've been doing since you were a kid, or? Because I'm always fascinated.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, obsessed with um creativity from you know, since first grade really, writing books and uh poetry and took piano lessons for five years as a kid and um I pretty I I can't remember not having um ridiculous uh create creative ambition. Um um I also make movies. Uh I got a movie called Local Legends that I made a year and a half ago. It's on YouTube, uh It's like a black-and-white, Woody Allen-style movie where I... If if Woody Allen were a uh, suburban guy who writes prolific music, um, (laughs) he would make this movie. Uh, I would love it if anyone watched that. Watch it for free. And it... uh, Here go.
1: Oh, I was just curious if, like, in high school or something, if... I mean, were you a little bit of an outsider? Because what you're doing is, in general, you sound like you're intensely creative and doing all different kinds of things. And that usually, uh, it doesn't go well with say the mainstream high school world. Usually the, that kind of guy is a, I'm speaking of myself. No.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's the thing. Um, I mean, um, I wasn't the coolest kid, but, uh, I, I, I felt, I felt pretty comfortable in my high school and, uh, I was a student council president. So I had that going for me. um, and, um, yeah, but I was, uh, you know, so I had a good amount of friends. I like to play basketball a lot and, um, and make movies with my friends too, you know? So, uh, every, every summer I would spear, you know, be in charge of, uh, producing, <laughs> producing a movie. I would, you know, I would put myself in charge and get all my friends to be in it. And then we'd have a, uh, a screening at my parents' house, um, at the end of the summer. And...
1: Essentially, I'm
0: still doing stuff like that. It just, it just
1: happen. Um, I'm curious. Uh, because I meant to ask this earlier, but when you said your mission statements, what are those mission statements? Because I, I feel like you have very specific yeah mission statements.
0: Right. So, um, okay. Um, I'm I'm anti-tortured artist. I probably covered that pretty well. Um. I just want to demystify uh, creativity in ge- in general because um, I think anyone 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 can do it, not just um, dark brooding uh, types. And so that that's a big one. And then um, uh, the movie I made is called Local Legends, and um, it, it's it's kind of a celebration of local, you know people being creative outside of New York or L. A. So that's another big mission statement is that you, you, you can, you can, you can do this and have a day job and um, and not live in LA and, and your work is still um, credible. In fact, uh, you know, if you have a day job, then you're way more in touch with the pulse of the world that you live in versus someone whose full-time job is, is to be creative um, where you start to
1: lose the Eventually you can lose touch. Yeah, that's an interesting. You know, it's it's funny because I, I keep thinking when you say the brooding type, I keep thinking of, and I guess not to. I don't want to sh- shit talk him, but the bright eyes fellow is so angsty and broody to me that I'm just I, <laughs> I just don't even buy it. Where I'm like, this is a put on, man. This <laughs> is like, yeah,
0: yeah, well, I don't buy. I don't buy anything like. Daniel Johnston. Um, well, like Daniel Johnston. Do people like him because someone made a documentary about how angst and, and difficult he is, or do they like him because of his music? And and can you separate the two? I feel that like, I feel that if I release Daniel Johnston song, people would just be like, "Oh, Matt, yeah. oh, you," you know. But it, it, if if Danny Johnson does it, then he's a he's this tortured artist, and um, and it just um, you know, I want it. Part of me just laughs at the fact that it's all show business. Every every documentary about a artistic person is basically just a commercial for that person, disguised as a documentary. And uh, and that that bugs me. That's why I made Local Legends. It's basically a commercial for me but where I admit that it is. I, I just, <laughs> I want to be more, on, I'm more, more honest about it because it it bugs me. And I enjoyed watching the Daniel Johnston movie because it is compelling. Have you seen it?
1: I have. And I, I've, I didn't know, I liked his music like a, a while ago. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know he was so bonkers.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I do, I like some of his music too because I, I, I enjoy that kind of, that, uh, you know, uh, homemade craziness, but but it is also just ho- homemade craziness, and um, and I feel that he's he's put on a pedestal, you know, a, a bit of a pedestal because of his behavior as much as his his work. And uh, my apologies to Danny Thompson. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I shouldn't be uh, knocking him down. But meanwhile, Van Gogh, that guy was a jerk. He he totally pissed <laughs> her off just for the
1: uh it's interesting because i was also thinking about rocky erickson who you know i mean that guy had some really unfortunate and he is a brilliant musician but it's like people become fascinated with the mystique and the 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 story as much if not more than the music so i love his yeah it's
0: all yeah it's all the story and and you know and and the the most uh, you, you know like you said Cobain the most um, cred he's got a lot of cred Kurt Cobain does but I mean he he signed to a um, a major label and um and still somehow manages to maintain that cred but I and and if a major label called me I'd probably sign in a heartbeat so um, so I I should get off my high horse
1: <laughs> well you know you have this that reality of uh because I always I used to always think that too is like you know like oh they sold out but it's like I'm in my mid 40s and I'm still what you would call a starving artist and I'm like I'm like I'm it's I'm real fucking tired because uh, like I'm yeah it's like it's like well, my I I um
0: you know some people even friends they're like Farley you're really come on you're better than that you're thinking about poop and I'm like I have wiped, but I have wiped the butts of handicapped kids for money. Why can't I sing about poop for money? You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've earned that right. I mean, uh, I'm doing a great service for humanity um, and getting paid a meager paycheck. Can't I sing a funny poop song without uh, without you um, questioning my credibility? So, so that you know, and that's another thing is that. Um, or if you do earn like it seems it, Cobain earns money from a big company and everyone's okay with it, but I like I make money on my own and people people tell me a spammer. Like it's almost like if if the big company says like says this man is worth is is has been chosen, then everyone just gets in line and, and agrees. Whereas if someone puts themselves out there on their own then they're, they're a, a charlatan. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very interesting point. And it is, it's weird because now it's almost the time we're living in, people are, Im- and it's fine, do what the fuck you want with your lives. But, like, the embracing so many, like like Matthew McConaughey and these people doing commercials, I'm like, you're already a millionaire. And it almost seems <laughs> like you don't need the money, man. Like, you, there's no way you need that money. But it's like...
0: And, yeah, Samuel Jackson for, like, for a credit card. It's like, really? You need—what are you doing? This is what you do now that you could just live the rest of your life. And, and, and Like, Jennifer Garner is trying to sell Capital One? Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, it's 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 weird that now it's— um, it is, there's no line between, like, what you got to do to— like, it's totally acceptable to be a sellout and get as much as you can and it it used to be that if like if somebody of major worth did something like th- that major worth I don't know what the hell that means but <laughs> but like it was frowned upon as is and it was an insult to your craft and art and now it seems like just get what grab what you can motherfuckers <laughs>
0: yeah yeah but like i say like i i, I i'm grabbing what i can I'm hiring myself though. So I feel like, I feel there's, there's more, um, if you're doing it, if you're every, if you're, if you're the company and the artist, then I feel there's more, um, credibility in that. than I, just, I don't like the whole concept of, of gatekeepers, you know, like any, generally anyone who's super famous was chosen by, you know, a, a big corporation. And it just, it, it seems, uh, antithetical to, You know what what the what art should be. You know, like, but but then again, I like Bob Dylan, and and he was chosen by Columbia Records. So I don't know what to do about that. Do you have any solution for me?
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, they just you know he's a brilliant dude, clearly, and he you know he hadn't. You can't blame. I'm sure they both used each other. Just as equally, I mean, you know, Dylan was a pretty smart dude. He knew what he was doing. It wasn't like he was like, "Oh, I'm just some bum, folk writer." Like, I mean, he was a pretty intensely focused and driven guy, and he got what he wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, ultimately, if you need to use a record company in order to get your vision out there, then I mean, you you got to make some concessions somewhere. So I I forgive you, Bob.
1: <laughs> and it's also that was such a different time. I mean, nowadays, like you can do what you're doing, or you know, like Fugazi, which, <clears throat> in a way, what you're doing reminds me of like Ian MacKay and Discord, and you know, just saying "eff it," I'm gonna. We're doing this on our terms, and you know, we don't need you. And,
0: like you know, and also, um, I don't. Were you planning to talk Spotify and, and royalty rates with me?
1: Oh, I yes, I would like to actually,
0: because I have thoughts on that too. Um, like the money that Spotify is paying is um is not so bad. you know, a half a penny per play if you if you think about it that's pretty that's pretty good. Um, so you know, if you have fifteen songs on an album or say it's twenty songs on an album, you're making ten cents if someone listens to the whole album. And then if they listen to it 10 times and you've made a buck and they listen to it a hundred times, you made a 10 bucks off that album. And, you know, and there's no, like, that's all your money right there. You made 10 bucks versus selling a, a, an album for 10 bucks and having to split that with the, um, the record store and the production, you know, and the actual making of and, and and all that. So I think Spotify rewards um, good music that, is listening to over and over again. So I'm, I'm all for it. And, it. and it especially rewards people who do it on their own and don't have to share the income with a record company. You know, so the people who don't like the, the money that's coming in probably don't like it because they have to, you know, cut that half a penny even more before it finally gets to the artist. But to them, I would say, you know, don't sign with a record company.
1: That's interesting. I wonder if people like. I mean, if you're an established band too, you. The more people stream music, the more it seems like people might just skip the record company. Like, if you're somebody like the O.C.s and you have this solid fan base, like, why would you go through a label again when you could probably just do it on your own?
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, like Radiohead could just put out an album. I don't know what their contractual situation is, but. If they just put an album on Spotify, it would, it would bring a lot of money, and they just divide it among th- themselves. And nuts, like, like Creeps came out in 1993, and I, I think I did the math. I looked at how many plays it's had on Spotify, and it, in the past two or three years, it, it brought them $50,000. And it's like, in it the last two years, a song you wrote 20 years ago made you 50 grand. That's not that's not so bad.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Do you know? Like I've heard in, that RDO actually, and that's what I use. RDO, that they pay the artist slightly better than Spotify. Is that true? Because that's part of the. Yeah, reason. I
0: don't. I don't know. It. The only way I know my rate is that I, when the numbers come in, I just, you know, I just find how much I got and divide it by how many plays it says I got, and I, I haven't done that for Ardio because um, I'm only get, <laughs> I'm only bringing in like. Twenty dollars a month from audio, so uh, I don't pay as much attention to it. But um, you know, I think they're all in the same general ballpark. But I, I think Spotify is slightly on the low end. But still, uh, I don't know, half a penny per play. It seems, seems fair to me. But you know, again, it it it's for people like me that it's good. It's for it's not good for multi multi millionaires who have been pampered for years. You know, they're a little upset about it, but. I think the music industry has been ripping us off since it started, also. I mean, Tom Petty's Greatest Hit that came out in 1994, it had two new songs on it. You know, Last Dance with Mary Jane was on it and one other. And if I owned every Tom Petty album, but I wanted those two songs, I would have to spend $14 to buy that CD repurchasing the songs I already owned just to get those two. And so basically, you know, the record companies and, and the musicians are like, oh, it stinks. We can't, we can't scam our fans anymore like we used to. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> it's all, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I, I read a couple weeks ago about, uh, what's his name? The Margaritaville idiot. uh yet ah, complaining yeah. about his, with, to Spotify, and it's like, dude, you have... You, you're like a rich old white dude. Like, you're as white as it uh, gets. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just feels like these bloated, overpaid people. And, it, I, like, uh, is it, does it even make sense in the realm of humanity that a person can be set for life because they wrote one song and recorded it once, and then they never have to do anything again? Like, that, is that healthy? I don't I don't know. Okay. I'd take it. I'm willing I'm willing to experiment and see if it is healthy on myself, but honestly, I it's never going to happen for me and um and it shouldn't. And like if the goal should be I just want to make enough money that I can create more, believe it or not, you know? like I want to create another song uh, faster, you know? So what is the goal? What is the Is it to own because of your music or to just live uh, a, you know, a decent, you know, middle class life. You i I'm just aiming for the second option.
1: Yeah. that's as, I mean, that's the same for me too, personally. Like, I'm like, uh, which is frustrating when you aren't achieving it because you're like, I'm not even asking for that much. Like, I'm asking for like a, a normal life. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be like uber famous. That just seems repulsive to me. Like I don't like it when somebody approaches me in a coffee shop I know, let alone a throng of strangers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I um I I've only been recognized like twice ever and I ended up harassing them more than them harassing me. <laughs> you know, they ended the conversation. They're like, Look, I gotta go, man. I'm like, No, wait, tell me more, tell me more. So um <laughs> I I love I love getting I love having anyone listen to anything I do and it feels great. And um but uh, then on the other the thing is though when a big corporation though is making huge money off of the art, then I totally understand that the artist wants to be like, look, that, that that's rightfully mine. So there's that too, but I think that the corporations are are being brought down, that brought back down to earth too. So maybe the whole market is is fixing itself.
1: I I hope so. Now, uh, to to wind it up, because you have so many different uh, creations and bands and whatnot, uh, how do people go about finding this in a s- s- simple way? I mean, you thankfully sent me a playlist uh, link. So, which if if
0: yeah. I would go to moturnmedia dot com, m o t e r n media. dot com, um, and it's it's not it's pretty much all explained to you right there. Uh, some people have told me my site could be a little bit more simple for people, but I think half the fun is the um, is discovering the music too. So I don't want to make it so easy that people don't feel that they've earned it. Um, so there's that. Anyone can call me anytime at 603-644-0048. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I really uh, appreciate what you're doing, and I am i don't know, to anybody listening, they should spend a lot of time listening to it. I probably made you 25 cents this morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. It's beautiful. I love it. What a funny way to, to make, make money, you know, just to... Couple pennies at a time. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. And and God bless you for um, giving a voice to these uh, these cool, interesting, creative people that you're finding out about all over the world. Uh, keep that up.
1: Well, thank you very much, Matt. I hope this is not the last time we cross cross. <laughs> Suddenly, I just developed a lisp. Cross paths. <laughs>
0: Well, there'll be a song about you in a couple months, so we got that to look forward to.
1: I can't wait. That You have no idea how much that excites me.
0: <laughs> so great talking to you.
1: Thank you very much for listening to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. Please donate to the show if you can. Use my Amazon link. Follow me on Twitter. Go to themattdwyer.com. Thank you. I love you. You're wonderful people.
0: Feral Audio.